Today's episode of the Vipo Bodega is brought to you by Apex Apparel. Apex Apparel is your one-stop shop for all your company's needs, from branding, screen printing, and embroidery, to promotional products, marketing, websites, and events. We look to be more of a partner than a provider and grow together to achieve your goals. Design, brand, market your way. Apex Apparel. Contact them today at 865-454-8765. Again, that's Apex Apparel. And welcome to today's episode of The Beat Bodega. You are now listening to The Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. How's it going, gentlemen? What's happening, folks? Good day, mate. Okay. Hey, we're just coming off of 4th of July with your little British accent. No, but here's the thing. I've become a bandwagon fan for the Three Lions. Oh, also, it's, it's coming team. home. Yeah, man, it's coming home. So all these people <laughs> from work are super excited. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this celebration with you guys. So as long as they keep winning, I'll keep cheering. There you go. And their games have been pretty exciting because there's actually scoring happening. <laughs> you don't always get that in soccer. Yeah, for real. No. I think no, you don't. today the Italians and the Spanish finished at 1-1 and then they went to shootouts nice look at you all soccered up yeah yeah man. regular that hooligan over Lasso, here. bro <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool man I, I do wish we had that i don't even think we have that kind of energy in football games here man. no i mean uh like um going back and forth from uh austin it, it's 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 amazing how how excited these people are to have this soccer team in Austin. And, and uh, I mean, it, it gets rowdy. Like, it, it's definitely one of the right, loudest. Like there's no quiet, right? Like, there's no down. No. Even you, 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 uh, yeah, like, the constant and, chanting. Oh. and the, yeah. Wait till you get the Venezuelas. No, I, I hope those things <laughs> Was it that come band? Back. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who was it? Was it Will Ferrell? What he did that that his mother was a Venezuela and his father was a bee. And oh, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like on MTV. I remember one year, uh, Veronica, she bought a bunch of them, and we went to oh yeah, the CrossFit regional CrossFit, and guess who the annoying people were? <laughs> oh, blasting those for what was it, Train Eight Nine or Viva? Like, no, it was Vida. Team, and yeah, it was yeah. just like. You know, like a group of Vuvuzelas there, man. And you're in an indoor. It's where the chocolate tasting, where the ski lift is, Carlos. It was um, in that 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 hall. Where the ski lift thing is. Where the ski lift is, bro. All right. Well, maybe, I guess we should start talking about something that people that listen to us may actually know. You don't think people that out there like soccer? Or Vuvuzelas? Oh, yeah. No, but when we started or talking CrossFit? about a specific event with <laughs> ski lifts and. Oh, man. Do you even lift, bro? Do you? <laughs> All right. So we're getting into New Wave, um, which Gilbert mentioned earlier. Is it New Wave or we're just talking about the 80s again? Same shit. No, New Wave, New Wave, New Wave. No, but, so, so, I mean, I mean, we'll get to my list, but but I think there's a specific, like a very specific, when you talk about like post-punk and New Wave, like I think I, there's some bands like Joy Division that you think of and stuff like that. But, but I, I think I went like super hair kind of thing you know like that kind of well, well you, i always you would believe that but i always I, think of more synth sound 
So, yes, definitely. Yes, but heavy sense. So be, because I had a feeling this would happen, I pulled up the definition of new wave from three different places. What does tonelok.com say? No, it's actually, I, I, I threw it, I went back. I went Encyclopedia Britannica. I didn't know that was still a thing. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Google. Yeah, I have one right here, man. It's Google. And we did you have one when you were kids? I had the free, I, I, the free well, ones that when they knock on your door and they leave you like M or W. Right. I don't think I ever had that shit. I think I had either. I, I don't know if it was Britannica or World Book, but they were from the 1970s because they belonged to my aunt. So these were like outdated shit, but it was good because I would always submit my reports with outdated information. And I, <laughs> that I failed. I swear to God, I only got called out once. We landed on the moon. Forget it. And <laughs> yes. it was, it was, um, it was about a mockingbird. I think it was a little report I wrote, and I wrote, the, I wrote that it mocks other animals, and the teacher <laughs> called me out on it. And I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know what mock meant. My fucking report was about a mockingbird, and I didn't know what mock meant. It was just poor planning on my part. And after that day, I learned clearly. No, if you're gonna cheat, make sure you cover every angle. <laughs> you you end up working twice as hard. You end up working uh, twice as hard to cheat than if you would have just studied and done it right. No, nah, man, it was good because those dated books, man. Like, and it was it was pre computer days, so they couldn't really go back. Like, who's gonna look up at a 1976 World Book Encyclopedia? You know, so they can't. And yeah, of Harry, course, you always dumb it down a little bit, right? How do you know they were from the 70s? They had Harry Bushes. Huh? No, they were. They belong to my aunts. <laughs> Sorry, there's nothing wrong with Harry Bush. <laughs> I'm a fan of it, man. I'm glad it's coming back. Dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a fan of Harry Bush. Dude. Right. Oh. You have to bring that up. It's a, it's a, new, it's a new wave bush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, bring it yeah. you like the flock of seagulls of bushes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. In in reality, so this is the most basic of uh, the description. So it says, uh, "New wave music was yeah, the layman terms. New wave music was inspired by by the punk rock movement. New wave music is rock music mixed with uh, with other types of music such as funk, disco, beat, and ska. In essence, new wave maintained its rebellious and energetic side of punk rock, uh, yet was less raw and aggressive." And then you go into other definitions, and basically most of the definitions just say it was anything just post-punk that was, you know, that that was considered not popular, but ended up becoming popular, and ended up becoming popular music. The only thing that it rebelled against was rock, you know, like harder rock or 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 main, uh, you know, uh, mainstream rock. Yeah, like the and, Eagles and concert rock. What, what do right. they call those? That, what was that era too? Like in the seventies, the concert, uh, like, like stadium rock, arena, 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 stadium. arena rock, arena rock, yeah. Arena rock. Yeah, yeah. So, so in reality, it's just anything that wasn't rock or punk. It was like the evolution of punk after. But there, there really, it, it really didn't cover one specific group of people. It was just anybody that was inspired by it thereafter. But I will right, we'll kick off with the list. See, I'm interested to see where you guys went with this one. You, you want to start off, Gilbert, as per usual? Sure. 
Okay. So first of all, I, I want to say that I have a song, but I, I didn't put it, I didn't add it to my five only because I've used this song before. And it's one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's When in Rome, The Promise. Right. Which is the greatest, one of the greatest songs ever, period. But I've used it in other, in, in, uh, like, you know, other um, other lists. So I didn't want to use it again. I but. didn't include it either. But it was, really? it was there for me. It yeah, was, I, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it is. It's one of the, it's, it's not only New Wave or whatever you want to call it. It's one of the greatest songs ever. So here's my list. Uh, number one. And I think this one of this band is probably one, probably one of the most synonymous, synonymous excuse me, with, with that movement is. You uh, want to try that again? Yeah. Bizarre Love Triangle <laughs> by, by New Order. Um. You know, I could have gone Blue Monday, but I think Bizarre is probably my like. That's my, a better song. Yeah, I mean, I have other favorite. Like, I uh, Regret is actually probably one of my favorite New Order songs. That's later um, though. That's nineties. Yeah, that's nineties. But um, uh, so that was my first one. Second one, second one is Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins. Nice. Um, this is actually like I when I think about eight, like early eighties music, this is like one of the like uh, like a song that I think about all the time is like just hearing the song on the radio and like you know. Um, and guys, guys and women wearing the same suit. With yes, with short pads. pads. Yep. <laughs> um, the next one is speaking of uh, women wearing uh, shoulder pads, a culture club, and is uh, and <laughs> there, were, there was no women in that band. Well, well, depends on who you asked. You know what's what's funny? It's funny that you bring. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. So my, if you ask my abuelo, then that was a woman. <laughs> so my girlfriend's ways at it has oh boy, yeah you can boy, change it to boy george yeah, yeah. you can change oh you did george. that too yeah so boy no, I, george I heard about it yeah. yeah 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 that's yeah. awesome so the song is, is song? time oh time okay. it's my favorite if, yeah it's my favorite culture club song um no you're, that's, that's the second one. By, oh, no no that's a different one Oh. No, this one is like, am I going to sing again this time? This yes, is like a second week in a row. Time don't give me time. And right. time makes lovers feel that one. Um, you, you actually have a nice voice, you know that? Thank you. Um, I was going wedding singer, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, 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 uh, Alexis that's, Arquette. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Um, uh, that's, that one is, um, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? That's the one from, okay. from uh, Wedding Singer. Um, the funniest thing, man, I remember, I wish I could remember her name. I was like in third or fourth grade. And the chick I had a crush on what had was in love with Boy George, and I'm like, what? I'm, what am I missing here? But uh, shout out to you. I don't remember your name. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, my next one is um, speaking of a flock of seagulls, the aforementioned <laughs> flock of seagulls, um, space age love song um, is one of the most incredible songs. Um, if you listen to my '80s mix on, shout out to DJ G Funk at my on SoundCloud. Yeah. If you, I, I sound, I plug, start off. Plug yourself one more time. Yeah, I start off my '80s mix with that song. It's just an incredible song. You know, mostly people know them for uh, for We Ran, but I think this is the better song. So, and my last one is um, Men Without Hats Safety Dance. Those are my five. Those is great. I mean, I, what, that, what do you say about that, that song? That sound when That's, you're in a club. Yes, and you, and you talk about that since. loud as fuck. And you talk about since that, there's I mean, no beating that that is one of the ultimate sounds that you'll remember from the 80s man man and i you know what i was yeah. yeah i was going through and just like listening to the things like we've talked about how great the, the music in the 80s was in period but man you're like like just when you talk about you know, even just like the subgenre of this and like going through all this stuff because you know you consider like you know i don't want to uh, kill anybody's list but like erasure um early depeche mode like all that's still considered like kind of lo- like new wave so okay. it's just a great great music this was definitely one of those genres where you 
you struggle to pick a song because you're like, oh, oh I couldn't. And then you pull out another list and you're like, oh, yeah, there was there was some like even so speaking of wedding singer, true, the song true by us. Uh, oh, Spandu uh, Ballet. Spandu yeah. Ballet. Bro, that's, oh, a, that, that's an incredible that's, song. So that song is just perfect. I, I I was going through music and I was like, oh man, I should do another eighties mix. <laughs> but, and, and, uh, and if and if you were to, to do an eighties mix, where could people find it, Gilbert? DJ G Funk at my A on SoundCloud. Okay, good. That's my list. <laughs> hey, um, a little off topic here. I don't know. I think I've recommended it to you guys before, but you gotta hear Sturgill Simpson's cover of the Promise. I've heard it before. It's, you told me about it. Yeah, oh, we told Gilbert. Yeah. Please give it a shot, man. It's, it's it's really good. It's slow, but goddamn, it's fucking awesome. Awesome. All right, I'll go next. All right, go ahead. So I, I'm going to start off with the Human League. Don't you want me? Yes, another one I was going to. Um, always love the back and forth banter. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what are they? What are those called? Duets. I think yeah. it's good. You, you're getting a perspective from either side. I don't need you, bitch. I made you, bitch. You know, so that's <laughs> that's always good, and it, it's an awesome song. My second one, I I I owe this song to you, Gilbert, because. I remember this being one of your favorite songs in the 90s, and, and I think you introduced it to me. Heaven 17, Let Me Go. Mm. Um, great mm-hmm. song. It has a, a nice little melodic when that kicks in. That's there, a little fun piece. Did you just scat? No. <laughs> no, no, man. I, I, stopped, I stopped doing that, bro, because like, you could get it, a lot it gets, of infections it gets from messy. fecal yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right so these next two these are cool because you mentioned a bandy razor and i'm gonna these next two bands have one thing in common they all have the great vince fucking clark who i thought they were gonna you know, be gay because he was it? well he was in erasure <laughs> he was in this little band called the pest mode and he was in this other band called yazoo or known as yaz here in the yes. united states yeah. and i think he's kind of responsible that big synth sound. I mean, that 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 was him, you know. And and he's lent his talents to these two bands. So the first band is the Pesh Mode. It's Shake the Disease. Mm. Um, this is like I I, I really wanted, uh, but not tonight, which is my favorite song. But I think I've used that one before. So I went with something a little a little softer. And then Yazoo or Yaz is Nobody's Diary with Alison Moyet, another great voice from that era. And finally, the last song I put in I. This is the most fucking new wave song I could think of. Just hearing it, all I see is neon lights, a subway, um, women with the pink eyeshadow, you know, that <laughs> painting with the black hair to the side, and it's Berlin, the metro. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's, that's pretty what new I'm going to close out with. That's pretty yeah. new wave. All right. Solid list, solid list. I, it's funny because I... I had actually added an extra two just in case we we duplicated and I had to pivot because I'm not as good as Gilbert, like the way he pivoted during the freestyle episode that he just pulled shit out of the hip. But uh, so I went with every every top 100 list of new wave music. This this group's albums would come out you know, a lot. So. Uh, I picked Talking Heads, Wild Wildlife. Um, I love that. I love that song. I love. <clears throat> not only is it a great song, but it's if you want to hear a great version of it, um, David Byrne did a a version of it with Saint Vincent. Like, so if you look Saint Vincent, David Byrne live, it's fucking incredible. Uh, and plus, I mean, fucking legendary band. Uh, that video actually won. Um, 
an MTV award in 1987 for best group video. That's a cool video too. That's a great video. Um, with a with a young um, John Goodman, was they were part of because he was in the movie. I don't remember that. Part. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Um, the second song I picked was "Hungry Like the Wolf" Duran Duran. Big fan of that song. It was actually uh, it was inspired by Little Red Riding Hood. That's what inspired the song. Um, Wang Chung Dance Hall Days is my third one. I love that song. Interesting choice. Yeah. Um, the great Annie Lennox with the Eurythmics "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This" song that she wrote with her uh, ex-husband. And this was probably one of my all-time favorite songs as a kid. I, it, I hadn't seen the video in such a long time, and I watched it yesterday uh, while I was making my list, was Level 42, Something About You. I love that song. I don't, I don't remember that song. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because there is something about you. Oh, yes. Baby. baby. Yes, so yes. Right. Yeah, I love that song. So... The my did you my, just play the real genius soundtrack? Is that what you did there? No, I'm just kidding. No, there's okay. So wow. okay. there was I, I had so my two my two backups just in case or my three backups were Joy Division Shadow Play, um, Oingo Boingo, uh, Dead Man's Party, and then uh, Blondie Atomic. But I had mentioned Blondie Atomic in a in an older episode. So it's funny because I now that I'm looking at it, I was like, Eric, when you were you were talking about like the the picturesque of New Wave with the pink eyeshadow, you know what song I re- I instantly thought about? Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Oh, relax. Because I feel like that, that is like the epitome of like '80s, like with the whole black lettering T-shirts. That's you know what I'm talking like, about? Uh, uh, what is it? Debauchery and just like I don't give a fuck. I can do whatever yeah. I want. You know, you brought up Blondie. You know, I just found out Hanging on the Telephone is not their song. They covered that. I didn't know that. I just found that out this weekend. I heard the original. It's by like this British band called The Nerves. This punk band. Sorry, not their West Coast punk. The Nerves. Really? I don't know. And it's much better than their version. Like, not to knock down, because Hanging on the Telephone is one of my favorite songs. And I was just like, holy shit, that's them. Because we could consider Blondie part of that that new wave movement too, right? Like, no, yeah, it's the first during that time, right? Yeah, the first people that they list in almost every list is is I, I, it really seems like everybody that was in CBGB, like after the punk thing, was. But don't you think like they? But they were there during the punk thing too, though. Yeah, but so they were all... talking, talking heads. Yeah, so, so we're yeah, talking heads. Yeah, yeah. like, but the, I mean, they all... were they were there with the Ramones. They were there like in the beginning of punk. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was that they're considered post punk. They're considered new wave, yeah. So remember it. It's 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 weird the way they define it because it, it was driving me crazy because I went through the same thought you did, which was, I don't know if I'm just picking random mating songs that I like or is this new wave. So I kept on I kept on looking at all the definitions of it, and it, basically all it is is everything that was post punk that wasn't yeah, I, popular rock. I I, or I arena think I rock like it was. Like I think I remember watching a documentary. Sorry, sorry, to cut you off. I uh, watched a documentary, a punk rock documentary, and and them talking about that specific thing where it was like, if you were more commercial, you're like, no, 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 you're not punk or post punk. You're new wave or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so I think they put like like Talking Heads and Blondie into that because I guess they were more palatable. I guess than like yeah. sticking the Ramones in there or whatever. Yeah, what do you put? You know? the cure there. 
the cure, the cure's considered like considered how, cure. how successful they are, you know, like yeah, yeah, but it's it's they didn't think that they were going to become popular music because at the time it was only these arena bands and these stadium bands that were considered popular music, mm-hmm. but lo and behold, they turned into the popular music. Right. It was more about any, it, realistically, it was everything that came past the post-punk era and, you know, like, because it, it, was, it wasn't people that had any, a lot of them didn't have anything to do with punk. It was things that were from disco, from funk, and they just started making their own sound because they didn't want to be classified as rock and they didn't want to be classified as punk. So it, it, it's, it's a blanketed statement for that whole period. Right. I mean, like I think the only thing I would consider I wouldn't consider post punk would be like contemporary, you know, like with with a lot of those you know contemporary sounds that like, but the, they were all new wave. They were all new wave. What's well, funny because like the list that I had also had Joe Jackson considered as yeah. new wave. Yeah, yeah, there was. I wouldn't consider him new wave. I would, you know, like I I, I thought, and even Cindy Lauper I think was considered new wave. Like when I would just consider them just pop songs, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Me too. But yeah. it, it was let me. Let what do you, me but you know what? what song, though, that Joe Jackson song, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepping out. Um, the the um the one that I find curious, and and I, I I'm curious to see what you guys thought. Where would you put Billy Billy Idol in that? He's considered new wave. Really? He had nothing. He had no sense. Yeah, he, had, he was I just rock bad. music. But yeah. but it, it, it's I mean, it wasn't. But he he became. It wasn't like it's his. He's always music. been punk, right? Like he went yeah. punk. No, but he and then he kind of like softened him, softened it up, like right. But yeah. I wouldn't put him in the new wave. But but that's yeah. But it's because we're trying to th- like you're categorizing this things that had synth. You're thinking of the look, but no, it just meant everything that came past just that at that sound. time. Yeah. So like for example, this is uh, one of the other definitions. So, how, so then wait, hold on, hold on. Then I got one for you. Then can I put Rush in there when they started doing all the synth stuff in their later albums? No, but like, you got it. But you, Man? you got to get because, the the bro, synth part out really, of really like yeah. good shit too. But you got to like, you got to get the synth part out of your. I don't know, but I'm saying yeah. why why wouldn't I consider them at that point? I know it's a it's like a combination of stuff, but I mean at that point, hey man, they went through a new wave era too. Yeah, but it it it, it wasn't necessarily the sound, more so as the movement that came after punk. So like I so I'll, I'll read another one of the definitions. So this was Encyclopedia Britannica. New wave category of popular music spanning the late seventies and early eighties, taking its name from the French new wave cinema of the late nineteen fifties. This catch all this catch all classification was defined in opposition to punk, which was generally more raw, rough edged, and political, and to mainstream corporate rock which many new wave upstarts considered complacent and creatively stagnant. The basic principle behind new wave was the same as that of punk. Anyone can start a band, but new wave artists influenced by the lighter side of sixties pop music and fifties fashion were more commercially viable than their abrasive counterparts. That that's, it, it had so nothing we, to we do with sound. Billy Idol. Cause he didn't start a band. He went solo. He, he sold out. He went commercial. He did. He did right? go. Yeah, but it, it's it was it really has nothing to do with the sound more so than what what they wanted to do and say. Look, uh, us is we're about the mod fashion and all that, and that, that we just don't want to be corporate rock and we don't want to be punk. That that's all it is. That's all new wave is. But 
I like like everybody here. I thought it was a sound and a look, like synthesizers and right. and you know, like you know, flock of seagulls hair and shit like that. Like, but it, but it wasn't. I, I think like like uh, what's the group uh, turning Japanese? Uh, the the vapors, right? Like again, I I don't consider that. I mean, it's a new wave song, I guess you can say. But I mean, they were like a band band. They're not a uh, yeah, and they were but, not, but they weren't commercial rock. They weren't commercial rock. No. And that, that's the thing. They they were they were anti the establishment of punk and anti the industry of, of rock, of stadium rock. That that's all new wave means. I don't know. I, I think they that I don't know. Because what I mean, it, like I, I like there, so like I, I'm tr- I'm just trying to think about other bands that weren't necessarily a, a typical new uh new wave band like that you would think of like B-52s. They were considered, like, they're considered new wave. They are considered new wave, but I mean, I you don't consider that a new wave sound. But but again, you got to get off the fact that it's a sound. It's not a sound. It's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but but I mean, it's it's I mean it's nobody's <laughs> fault. Like that's just what we grew up like thinking in. And, and realistically, I mean, we we listened to the music of that era, but we didn't grow up in that era. You know, like we weren't in our 20s during that time. Maybe it meant something different to the people back then. Yeah. But every definition that, I, that I've that i read is basically just classifies it as, like this stated, a catch-all group. Right. You know, so like, let's say, for example, if I look Ooh. up. You know what's a good one? That we, Small Town Boy, Bronski. Mm, that's a good, that is a good song. Fuck yeah, man. How did I leave that out of the top? Son of a well, bitch. Well, but that, that's also the tough part about only picking five. Fuck songs. you, Depeche Mode. I'm kicking you out because I like you later in life. So, like, <laughs> like it, like right now, I just Googled uh, Best New Wave, right? And you know how Google actually just throw a bunch of names I, out? It's funny. We're trying to prove something where you're saying it's all encompassing. Yeah. Like, let's let it go, bro. It's just good music. It is. Who cares? It is. <laughs> well, but no, but, but it, it did become an interesting thing to try to figure out because. We all grew up thinking that new wave was a sound, and it wasn't. And you know, like it goes from the cars to psychedelic furs, the police. Which would you have considered the police new wave? No, I, well, I didn't consider Culture Club new wave either. Yeah, and and but you know, you that, could classify. See, the police, I wouldn't put in new wave. Yeah, but they're they're classified as new wave. By who? It, it's that, that by the man. <laughs> yeah, did the they man. say police new wave? <laughs> no, if, if you if you if you just I, I, I best new wave more band. as like contemporary like music, right? He's listening. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, th- I think they just kind of like were being lazy and generalizing anything that that was popular around that seventy nine to eighty three era kind of thing, and and make that new wave basically just as a a branding. Uh, maybe it was a branding thing. How about yeah, like. <laughs> they were they were after that, right? They were in the middle eighties, right? In the mid eighties. Yeah. I want to throw. But they were they, they were probably though. they would probably fall more into like arena rock. Yeah, they're arena rock. They're, they're, yeah, they're straight up. But yeah, so th- that's that's the that's it is an interesting. It is an interesting kind of like you know yeah. Way to classify. It's like you know which one it like it's easy to classify and it kind of died with the artist uh, grunge. Right, but the, uh, grunge did have a sound. But then I, it died. In, I see it, what you did there. I see what you did there. Eric one, Gilbert zero. <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
And, oh my god <laughs> yeah but i it's funny how one the the passing i don't know how we always end up going to Our fucking Nouveau, Nirvana. it's just like yeah you can't really classify it's like andy warhol's pop art like is it art or is he's just taking all these household appliances and just making them like yeah. Like, yeah and who it's, it's almost like it's bullshit oh I'll just throw it in there and maybe it sells more records. Yeah, I think, I, I think, and it, like I said, I, I, in that same documentary I told you about, I think they, I think it was something brought on by the music industry to be able to classify a certain. To market more? Oh, you yeah. think it was a marketing tool? It was. So no, it absolutely was. Uh-huh. We are so manipulated. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that, that makes, that makes more sense. Like, think about it. You give it a name, you have MTV coming out. So, you know, you could, you, you know, you could market them as a group of these bands that didn't have advantage that advantage before because oh shit with the coming of new of music television we could make the videos colorful and bright this is new wave this is a new and wave rem- of people coming out and remember p- punk was wasn't uh, it wasn't something that that was like considered like mainstream or like that people were embracing like like if no, you were a punk it was, band, it was a cultural get, thing it was right you weren't gonna thing. get probably you know you're not gonna be put on mtv like i remember when, when i when i remember when i first saw um um american jesus on on mtv i almost lost my shit you know dan what i'm saying cortez? like huh it was dan cortez, dan cortez. Yeah. and yeah. who were they doing it for sylvester stallone <laughs> oh happy and birthday he isn't he 75 is he i didn't know i think it's so his birthday i think today? I think so, dude. I'll I'll never forget that he comes out and they start playing American Jesus, and that was no. But I, I mean, I know that part. But we talked about that. No, but I'm, I'm actually watching the. I'm talking about watching the actual video. Yeah, but, but but I'm sure I'm sure that that was a lot of people sentiment that were older than us when the when Sedated came out as a video, when the Ramon Sedated came out as a video because they they didn't fit into that. I mean, think about I, look, video killed the radio stars considered a new wave song, mm-hmm. the first video to come out. You know, so, and then there's, I, it makes more sense to me what you said, that the music industry execs realize, okay, this new thing MTV is coming out. We want to sell these good looking people, you know, that they're very, they're very fashionable. This is the new wave of music coming out. And that's how they categorized it and said, here you go. It's in a pretty package. It'll fit perfectly on MTV and we could sell these people. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like the, the like the songs. Can I watch? Look at this little like clip I just saw. Um, in the US, Sire Records chairman, uh, chair, chairman, chairman. Holy He's a good chair. chair. He's chairman. Chairman, chairman Seymour Stein, believing that term punk would mean poor sales for Cyrus Zacks, yeah. but frequently played the New York club CBGB launched a Don't Call It Punk campaign um, designed to replace the term with new wave. Boom. Holy fuck, bro. They're just trying to pull away from that shit. Thank yeah. you, man. Why and, that and, fucking... <laughs> what did you No, do? because that's, that's what I said. That's, that's what it was. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> like, what the but, fuck? But you think about even like the bands that... that, that you, were, you, were, you were three years old when that happened. He was... <laughs> no, but I'm saying, whatever documentary I watched, like, kudos to them, because they had, they had the right information. Yeah. But, uh, um, but no, but if you consider like what, like, what post-punk, like Bauhaus, uh, Susie and the Banshees, um, all, like all these bands, like they never really crossed over. Like they, they never had that, that quote unquote new wave look. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, they were like more dark and more, you know, like, yeah. you know, like the cure, like the cures are like, they, they're like the fucking. But they're, they're new like, wave, but they're new wave. Well, look, it was, it was, it was a term used exclusively for British fans that were coming to the U.S. 
Yeah. Yeah. There you go. From the, the, the new wave movement. Yeah. So, I think. I mean. Yeah. I, mean, I think. I think. I think that that was definitely like more of a marketing. I I do like that though. The whole thing, like, hey, you're not gonna sell me things with punk. Yeah. Let's call it. Let's call it new wave. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, but I, I mean, re- realistically, it was uh, punk. Punk was a movement. It was a political movement. It was an anti-establishment movement. So culturally, it spread, but it was It's not marketable. You know, and like I, we, say, but we, it, we it wasn't say marketable until until Green Day. Until and all Green that Day, yeah. right? And that was my, that was a bit of my point. Like I, I, you can say however you want to say about what it was in the in in the late seventies, early eighties. Like I, it, it was it was nothing compared to what happened no, when it exploded in the nineties. No, I think nineties punk was post grunge. I think that was what they packaged after was okay. You know the death of, the death of Kurt Cobain. You know, kind of wrapped up. You know the the ninety well not really because it lasted well after I mean you still had like Pearl Jam and yeah, and, uh, and Soundgarden and and mm-hmm. you know Alice in Chains for a while but I mean it wasn't what it was when you know when Nirvana exploded so then okay shit what are we doing you know like these bands are kind of fading away they're getting older they're not as marketable oh look at this these young kids from California you know and, and it just appealed and it was a, a smooth transition. From flannel and fucking ripped jeans to say, okay, we could easily transition these kids into punk. And it's, it's all, they're fucking manipulating us, man. Eric, you're right. The fucking <laughs> man. These are the same son of a bitches that sent me an email for using their song on a playlist. For sure. For sure. For sure. Know, I, I think we can use the songs as long as we, we make the playlist from Spotify, right? Not yeah, no, no, you could do a right? Spotify playlist, yes. Oh. Uh, yeah but yeah i mean it's interesting like i never thought of new wave like that you know and then you realize fuck it's it was all packaged pretty just to push it out to the masses you know like i I, I always great fucking music though yeah Yeah, like i I, I always uh 24 hour party people i i know i talk about that movie a lot but that's where they capture the beginning of the post-punk where the formation of new division of joy division was of joy division yeah and it was at a at a at a at a anarchist show, who are these guys? The British guys that are just loud for no reason. Sex, 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 They were at a sex pistol show, and then you had all this talent in the same room. Oh, that's they right. They talk about that. Fans. Yeah, yeah. Check they out went the movie. It's a fun movie, dude. It's um, really good. What, what, and there, I think there was like real cool bands that were like like Devo was a Devo was a punk rock band that turned into a new wave band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, um, but but they had a gimmick. That was yes, no, of course. Yes. Oh, they're they're not they're more than just that gimmick, man. No, no, they they're are, but that, but, but, but that but that gimmick made them marketable, right? You know, and I don't think they're very happy with that either. That they're recognized for that. The I'm, I'm, I'm like sure that. they're not. Yeah, yeah. But because they have some gates of steel. Oh my god, they have some good music, man. There's but a band like, that came out of that era, Sparks, too. That you know, kind of they were in the disco, and then they went with that kind of like new wave sound. And, they're recently making a comeback now too. Um, but even um, what's uh, I'm 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 a lost uh this guy's name from the cars, the uh, uh Rick Ocasek. Rick Ocasek. Yeah, that that he um that you know later on produced all these amazing bands after after the cars. You know what I'm saying? Like he had his hand in on, on a lot of great. Um, I know this. Yeah, I gotta I gotta find that for you. But um, uh, when Carlos starts reading the news, I'll I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he wow. he had. Wow. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Bro. Well, I'm just trying to move the thing along, man. Rick Ocasek. The line, the line. 
Uh, hang on. Do, 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 do. You think we would have done this research before the podcast? No. It ran into your six minute Pr- production. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Guided by voices, not a search. Here we go. No doubt. Shit. Bad brains. Bad brains. Weezer. Uh huh. Bad oh, religion. Shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he produced a lot of a lot of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. The, the one that I because I, I um I have seen the uh, Bad Brains uh, documentary and they were talking about when they had Rick Ocasek, uh doing his uh, producing the album. So they're like, "What the hell's going on?" Here? And he was married to a supermodel. God bless him. Bro. Yeah, Paulina yeah. Ponchabang or something like that. Paulina, yeah. some Eastern yeah. European. All right. No, Gilbert. If you need no, more, pay, if, no, if you need more time, I'm gonna. No, no, no. I can pay attention to your <laughs> Romeo <laughs> Void hole. Damn. I'm telling you, he ha- he has a very uh, distinct. Not He's only distinguished, more prolific than Harado, dude. But <laughs> but not only the not only uh, you shut the, your the, mouth, Eric. The amount, but the but just the, the bands that he was <laughs> recording. That's crazy, man. I mean, it's not like the cards aren't legendary. I mean, but. Who was the guy that helped the car that was with the cars that we didn't know who it was during the Hall of Fame show? Uh, Dungren, uh, Rungren. Rungren, Rungren. Yeah, so people, so, in the video clip, this is Eric goes, I know who Rick Ocasek is, but who yeah. the fuck is Rungren? <laughs> but I think, I think if you would ask some people, they, they probably think, home. yeah. But I think some people would probably consider them like a, like a, like a cheesy, like new wave act where. I mean, Ooh, their the songs fuck? are amazing. Yeah, I I always thought they'd be more like arena rock guys. No, contemporary. no, no, no. New wave. New wave. Yeah, new wave. I definitely. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I always thought they were more of a rock band. No, new wave. They're considered new wave. All right, new you wave, guys. synth pop, power pop. Fucking hell, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, bro. The part, you? bro. You I think I'm gonna do another '80s mix, Dude, guys. No, man. I'm gonna just listen. To so, if you, so if you do an '80s mix, where could I find it? Uh, uh, if you go to this uh, web <laughs> application called SoundCloud and you type in DJ G Funk MIA yeah. and hit, make sure to hit follow. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and or, then, or you can go back a few episodes and listen to our 80s playlist since we realize this is probably that's the new wave list. But, I know. or our 80s movie one, we could do that too. That's a good one too. I actually wanted to do an 80s, an 80s movie mix, that'd be dope. Yeah, dude. You could do 80s and 90s. 90s had a lot of great songs in their mm-hmm. movies. Um, all right. Ready for some news? Yes. yes. Can, we, can we do the news, Gilbert? I'm here. Okay. Slash. Start your research now. Yeah. Let's start your research now. Slash is celebrating 15 years of sobriety. The Guns N' Roses Legends longtime partner, Megan Hodges, took to Instagram to congratulate her man on the incredible achievement and hailed the 55-year-old rocker sexy and sober. Congratulations to Slash on 15 years of sobriety. This was uh, this was a sad one, um, especially to this podcast since this band gets brought up a lot. Uh, Mark Hoppus revealing that, uh, revealing his cancer diagnosis a couple of weeks ago. Um, he revealed that he had been undergoing chemotherapy for a few months. During a recent Twitch stream, he offered a look at his new life uh, and how it's been lately and uh, he stated it sucks and I'm scared uh, and at the same time I'm blessed to have incredible doctors family and friends and then uh, he also took her to twitch more recently revealing his hairless look while undergoing chemotherapy that's what I was gonna say I, yeah. I, saw, I saw a picture of him of where he is like or, uh, he I don't think so. I don't no, think no, so no no but uh 
God bless them. All the best. Uh, oh, this yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one is going to get together, man. They're going to get back together. Yeah. So it's one of those times that'll bring friends back together, man, no matter what. Yeah. I hope they could work things out, you know? Yeah. Well, he says I'll he's been one more time. One thing was that they, he was getting a lot of support from the original band. So uh, that that's, that's good to hear. Uh, we, they we, were, they're still planning on recording too, right? I think they were planning on doing something this year. Like him and, and uh, the dude from uh, Alkaline Trio and Travis Barker. I think Matt Skiba? Yeah. I think they were still planning on recording this year, too. All right. Hopefully he recovers. Um, we, we brought this up last week uh, under the new music. So title of the creator's album, the Call Me If You Get Lost, debuted at number one in Billboard. And so, Guys, did you get the pictures I sent you? That, that episode that we were talking about how that that Olivia Rodrigo copied the whole album. Tyler Creator, the creator, copied Old Dirty Bastards album. It's the license. Yeah. Exactly like ODB. Yeah. I don't see Old Dirty ba- Bastard complaining. Well then. <laughs> I I okay. Rest in peace, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> um black TikTok creators are on strike to protest a lack of credit for their work. Uh, black creators on TikTok or TikTok TikTok are hanging up their dancing shoes until further further notice. Tired of receiving no credit for their creativity and original work, all the while watching white influence reward with, rewarded with millions of views and performing dances they date they didn't create. Many black creators on TikTok joined in a widespread strike last week, refusing to create any new dances or content until credit was given. Uh, to these TikTokers, and then uh, there was a hashtag that went around that went "Black TikTok Strike." So I didn't but, know that was a thing, man. That it's a huge these, thing. All let, let all Addison, those white girl dances. Let Addison Ray try to figure are, some shit are, on her own now. They were <laughs> all from, from from other kids making these things. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like but, all yes. those like, yes. You see, and, but but shit. when you actually see the real dance compared to all the white kids that are doing it, 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 for, <laughs> it looks it's, a lot better. It looks a lot better, but. <laughs> Well, it, it, it actually came more to light when it was it was Allison Rich. That's the one that was on Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. and they called her out on it and said, "What mm-hmm. the fuck?" Like, she got all of this credit on Jimmy Fallon. Like, I mean, she's the highest earner in TikTok, isn't she? Oh, she's uh, she's got like a, a music career now too. Like, yeah, yeah. Has... But but like she like uh, her promotional money is the largest in TikTok. Like, but mm-hmm. and not even close. And none of those dances are hers. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so rightfully so, Black TikTok deserves to go on strike, and hopefully, it does. Uh, they do, uh, they do get some notoriety for what they're doing. Um, so uh, it's funny because there was news released today that kind of makes this seem older, but I'll, I'll mention both things anyway. So, Drake, Dua Lipa, and more, uh, more to show support for. Shikari Richardson after her Olympic suspension. It turns out that she she's doing the short suspension, which will allow her to be in the Olympics. So she got banned. For, she got she got she almost had lost her opportunity to be in the Olympics because she tested positive for uh, marijuana, which really wasn't fair when uh, Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps are strong advocates for marijuana, known marijuana users, and competed. And this young lady who shattered a record a few weeks ago. Almost got denied her, her the possibility of her entering in the Olympics. So, 
did they test positive for for weed too? Uh, Usain Bolt and See, that's, I think that's the that's the catch. I don't that's think they did. You know, yeah. like yeah, you could sponsor, but you should know enough because people 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 brought up the whole Michael Phelps thing, but the the bong thing wasn't. He, he was out of training. He was out of training. Right. Like, dude, if you know, I gotta compete in a few weeks. Yeah. Cycle off, bro. Cycle yeah. off. Yeah, but th- there's there's no advantage to it. Well, it was just part part of the rules. Listen, no, it just sucks. Su- it's stupid. You know, though. like it's, yeah, it sucks. But no, it's a stupid should, rule. It's a at fucking that point, stupid you should, rule. You should you should not just pass. Yeah, but they, I mean, they people come out of how, uh, about how uh, how they you know had the like the fake penis and shit like that to take to pass drug tests like. For, you know, for like specifically for weed, you know. Yeah, but, I mean? like, but but, but, dumb, there, but like, there's there's also I think this is this is what I believe too is especially how legal it is in most of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's up to the people that manage her to say, hey, look, you know that maybe this is the window that you don't do it instead right. of like this because I mean at the end of the day she's a kid. You know, it's not like this she's a... every four years, man. Right. Yeah, but this is but this smoke after. Yeah. That's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow, man. So yeah. she, they are gonna let her back in though, right? She's, she's gonna... serving the twentieth yes, she's yeah, serving they show they just they they she, just oh, announced she'll... today. Yeah, that she will be able to compete only in the relay race. And no, but they wow. just that, okay. They, that was this morning. That was this I, morning. I, I, I okay. Stop, stop yelling at me. Let me just tell I, you what <laughs> what just happened. Now they they didn't. Just, they didn't hold on, hold on. This just came out that that she's she has not been she's not added to the four by one hundred, so she's not going to make it to the Olympics at all. So she wasn't added because the Olympic Committee or the U.S. team. The U.S. team didn't add her. Oh, then fuck. Fuck that! Then that yeah. then I mean, because yeah. the the Olympic Committee said it was okay, right? But they and, they and then they the U.S. It. national team said no. I'm assuming it's the U.S. national team. She just they they she won't be part of the four by one hundred relays. Is what, what what happened? So currently, the fastest girl on the planet won't she be able to. Not going to be in the Olympics. She smoked or was it like? Oh, she had. Yeah, no. She admitted. She admitted. Yeah. She admitted. She admit, she, damn, she um man, you know like, she had just lost her, huh. her. Yeah, she just lost her mom. Her mom and uh. Damn, uh, let me see if I can like, find I'm it. Crying for her, man, because that's one of those stupid moments that you just I look. Damn, I, look, I should we really be upset or realistically? People are going to cause enough noise that eventually it they'll say, sucks, man. Like that, she starts to go through this you anyway. Your chance, you ruined your chance. Okay, uh, let me uh, uh, yeah, so it looks like it was so breaking news. Uh, Shikari Richardson will miss the Olympics after her name wasn't included in on the roster released by the USA track and field. Wow. So, the so the Olympic Committee cleared her as long as she took the 30-day suspension but the u.s national team said no they're, gonna, I, they're gonna get a shit ton of backlash what up but if if why couldn't she just go, do the regular uh her the regular 100 because of the time frame the time frame of the suspension because the the qualifiers for her oh, the, other, the 100s right, are whatever, later. yeah would have already happened got it got yeah. it got it got so it. well man I, the, sucks. The ioc is under other shit too how about the thing with the hats the swimming caps. Oh yeah, that's a, that's super racist with, too. With, like, yeah, that no, they're not they're not appropriate because they. I don't, know, ha- I, I don't know the ra- I don't know the racing campaign. Uh, so I guess the swimming caps meant to be worn with afros or bigger hair. Yeah, and they're they're not they're not allowing them to wear it. They've been banned from it, and it's like that uh, swimming cap's not going to give you a technical edge. Like it's not. If anything, it's going to slow you down. Yeah, so yeah, it's like no. whoa. That's ridiculous. Well, let's let's go back to music. 
So, Unless they make it like a torpedo, like if, if it goes into a country, like 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 those speed way. those speed bikes, <laughs> like those speed bikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Less drag or something. Yeah, like if they're dressed like people from Tron. So, but there's just a lot of weird shit going on, man. And it's what you're saying, like you, you, I, God damn it, man. You allow it here, but then you say no here, and um, all right. It's so, just a, a super outdated rule, and, and it's just like, like I, I forgot where where I heard that it, there's like 80 countries that are involved in the Olympics that are something I forgot the amount. Uh, I think they said it's, it's 80 that that legal is or that marijuana is legal in the country. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know, like, but you're, but you're right. There, one, they're outdated rules. Two, coming from a committee that's under scrutiny every fucking four years for being one of the shadiest groups of people on the fucking oh planet. My gosh. Like, but. Speaking of shady people that can't get the fuck off the news, Courtney Love covers oh. Britney Spears Lucky um, sobbing while she's doing the tribute advocating for Britney. Uh, I'm sorry, Gilbert. She's trying really hard to stay relevant. I, I don't think this has anything to I do didn't marry. I didn't marry her cryptid. So is Madonna. <laughs> but, How about Madonna with the, the little Nas X? The kiss thing. Oh, that, that about last week. And oh my goes, god! I did it first. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody fucking asked you. Like, oh she, my god, bro. These, these. I mean, did you had your ah. time? You had your time. You <laughs> exactly, had your time. man. Yeah. Look, like I mean, some of you got away with murder. Let it go. Did I say that? I said that. But I mean, like, fuck, like, let it go, man. It, it, it's. But it seems like lately, Courtney Love is like trying really hard to stay relevant like the whole shit with Kurt with uh Dave Grohl uh she did this uh she went back at Dave Grohl again like come on Courtney. speaking of Dave Grohl don't talk the, the, the video the video that's been uh you mean? like circling around with with it the uh interview with Pharrell, Pharrell? With, yeah. with Pharrell and where he's talking about how he ripped off the gap band yeah that's a great video <laughs> It's a great video, and I like I, just, I like Pharrell's reaction. Like, wait Pharrell's a like, What I found it, what I found it was cool is that that when when Dave does the the bah, 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 like Pharrell's like oh, he inst like he's such a music nerd and he loves yeah. music so much that he instantly he heard it. He heard it. Yeah, yeah. He heard it, and he's a, and, and he's a drummer too. You know, yeah. Pharrell's a drummer. Yeah, so. But but uh, but I actually like the part where. Dave Gross, like, because Pharrell's saying, dude, you're such a good drummer. He's like, I'm Dave. not a good drummer. He goes, let me tell you what I actually... No, he goes, let me tell you what I actually did. Everything <laughs> that you hear is the Gap Band, all this shit. Disco, like, yeah. Disco, yeah, I just fucking ripped it off. And he goes, well, listen to the beginning of Smells Like Teen Spirit. And w- but it's funny, because when you actually hear it, and you hear the tupa, tupa, and then they show the Gap Band side by side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, this is incredible. The it, fucking it's, it smells it's, like it's Teen also, Spirit is actually a disco song. And um, well, Dave Grohl and Nick Can- Cannon had a lot in common because if you remember Nick's, Nick Cannon's character in Drumline, couldn't read music either, and I think that's what kept Dave Grohl out of the Drumline. And you know, he he found he found other forms of you know release. Dude, but the fact that, that that Dave really doesn't know how to le- read music and everything is just you know like that's but there's a, there's crazy. a lot of people that don't know how to read music. We had it's, friends it's, like that. Dino didn't know how to read music. Yeah, the just everything was by ear. He eventually later learned, but all right. So 
From Grandmaster Flash to Drake, the evolution of hip-hop explored in this new Smithsonian box set. The history of hip-hop will be explored in the Smithsonian anthology of hip-hop and rap, a major box set tracing the evolution of the genre from Fatback and Houdini to Nicki Minaj and Drake. Uh, it'll cover 129 tracks. Um, so, you know, going from its later, from its early origins in, um, in the Bronx, all the way to, you know, its migration to the South with Outkast and Ludacris. I actually think this is really cool. So the Smithsonian's putting that out. You have in the next two years, you're opening the Museum of Hip Hop in the Bronx, which yep. should, which would be fucking dope. Um, so it's cool that it's now it's receiving a lot of historic uh, notoriety and, and actually saying, okay, look, this is an important genre of music and an important period of music, and now they're they're actually honoring it. So I think that's cool. Um, little Uzi Vert accused of striking and pointing a gun at his ex girlfriend. Little Uzi Vert has been accused of striking and pointing a gun at Britney Bird during an altercation involving rapper St. John in Los Angeles. Per TMZ, Uzi converted or confronted St. John at Dialogue Cafe in West Hollywood after learning that the rapper was meeting with Bird. Uzi and John then had a physical altercation, according to TMZ. Uzi's gun fell out of his pants. Bird approached Uzi, and she was the one stated that that he was striking her with a gun and all this nonsense, but um, so yeah, fighting over a girl. I just all I all I think about is that one scene in, in Friday that I love so much is when his dad pulls him aside and he tells him like, "Whatever happened to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. like you live, you live to fight another day. Another day, yeah. dude. Like, why do you gotta carry a gun? Like." Are you that afraid of taking a punch? Yeah. Like seriously, you win, you win some, you lose losing? some, man. Dude, but it's a, stand it's up a... to somebody one on one and throw hands, man. Like yeah. fuck, man. But no, it's it's ego, it's ego. Like yeah, but unfortunately, shit happens. That happens, and what can we say? So, uh, let me see what else I got here. Going back to people settling catalogs, Downtown Music sells a catalog of 145,000 songs to Concord for $400 million. So the New York-based group Downtown Music Holdings uh, is selling one of the biggest catalogs uh, for one of the largest amounts, of uh, uh, largest dollar amount, and they've acquired the copyrights and songs, the from artists uh, like Adele, Aretha Franklin, Beyonce, David Bowie, Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, and Marvin Gaye. So that's a massive amount of money for an extensive catalog of music. And uh, that, that's it for news. I actually have a lot of new music. Do you guys have any new music? Or, I have I, one. I, I, I just want to let you know that I broke my mechanical pencil. That's I lost the up. point of it, and I'm so upset. It's um, a very nice mechanical pencil. And that'll lead into the song I have for the week. I have so, that okay. nice. Let me I just say there's something news, oh, <laughs> news right, wise, real quick. So um, I was listening to an interview the other day there, uh, with Cam uh, uh, Cameron from Dipset. Um, and the, and Dipset. he had just, Dipset. Just uh, he had one brought up this this thing, which I've, I've, I've been seeing a lot more people do, is that there's this rule that within seven years after your the original recording, you could re-record an album and then now you own the those the, the, the master the, 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 the re-recorded ones. Oh, and, and then you can Taylor Swift did? 
that's my point exactly. Oh. So, I, I, so Taylor Swift did all her redid all her old albums, and then you know when um it, it's kind of it's kind of a thing, and then it's really empowering for musicians now because think about the 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 following that 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 uh, Taylor Swift Taylor Swift has where she can say don't go to listen to my old things listen to only this right here you know like come listen to yeah, but, this but side how many artists have the power that she has I mean her fan base is psychotic no it's crazy it's crazy but like, it's like it's like all the fucking shit she did with Target like yeah the, like but I but so but that's a game changer yeah the fact that you could sell your catalog and then just before that you do that you remaster all that shit and then you're just hey I'm re-releasing it and you own and you own but you don't own the masters of the new stuff you do assuming you're you you record it independently right, so you so so you're not so how does that work are you just remastering it no, no. or are you re-recording the album? re-recording everything re-recording now oh, well, that's interesting that's a good way to do it and, and then you- so so that's what T- taylor swift is doing like they're the and they, they brought it up because cameron i think is coming on seven years Dipset? on so, something and they were like oh you know i've been thinking you know and he brought that part up he's like i've been thinking because at this at some point you you sell your masters you know like you see obviously everybody's selling catalogs and selling their yeah. selling their um uh publishing for all this stuff and like if you can record, obviously now you have to have the money to put all this stuff court. And think about it. Another thing with rappers, it might be a little different, but with yeah, like I, I was gonna say, I would love to see Craig Mack do that and get the credit he deserves. Unfortunately, Unfortunately he's no longer with us. You won't be able to do that. But but um, uh, somebody who did do rest in peace, Craig. <laughs> somebody who did do this and did it did not fare well. I'm just was, so bitter about that man. I can't let that one go. Was um, what's this guy's name? Um, uh. The song, remember the song "Bed." Um, oh my God, uh, "Bed." What was his name? Um, anyway, so this guy re-recorded it. Uh, the song was, um, damn it, I'm, I'm gonna piss me off that I'm gonna can't remember who what, what this guy's name is. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, he re-recorded it, but now he's on a lot older and doesn't have the same chops as he did as a young man. And the new version sounds so fucking terrible that like whoever goes and goes and listens to this fucking but, song. But, but imagine like a lot of these guys. <laughs> no, but it just, it just it, it, you don't have the same. Yeah. Let me, let me. Like, like all these, all these guys that blow out their vocal cords, like they can't, Jay, like, like Axel, uh, Axel Rose can't do that. Exactly. Jay Holiday is the guy that I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. song, bet, no, okay. but but I love the WWE fact that, that this is the case. second episode that you've been. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically I'm just gonna I'm gonna do karaoke every episode. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, imagine all those guys that blew out their vocal cords, like John Fogerty. Like, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. they won't be able to do it. But, but I, I I mean, it, it is pretty interesting how how people are kind of like you know working their way around the system, I guess. To you know, I mean, it, but money. it's not it's not like they're getting a shit ton. They're like they're not getting a shit ton of money for selling their catalogs. I mean, it's it's a, the amount of money that they're getting. They're getting more money selling their catalogs than they have their entire career. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's, I mean, like when do you, when did Bob Dylan? Uh, you know, what did he get? Three hundred million, three hundred and fifty million. Yeah, but he he didn't. I'm I'm sure he made money through his career. He just didn't have to go through the streaming market. Now. Right. Yeah. Like it's. Just, and, and and when he was the, when they when, when he was selling records, they were making a lot more money, man. Like you know, those those guys, well, they made a shitload well, of money. What like Bob Dylan? Uh well, you no, a big artist like like uh you know like uh, like 
but red hot I, chili pepper, like the red hot chili peppers, probably made a shitload of money. I, I'm during- sure, I'm sure they did, but I wouldn't yeah. say that Bob Dylan did. Bob Dylan must have made his money way after, because I mean, you got to remember during those the hippie days and all that shit, a lot of those concerts were free. They were selling like small prints of records because it's not like they had these massive companies printing out millions of records back then. You know, I'm so cu- I'm curious to see if 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 he owned. Um, his publishing and stuff like that, because like you know, song when 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 it, you know, think about how many Bob Dylan songs are in movies, and you know when so when they, when all this stuff gets licensed, I wonder if if you know if he got gets pie piece of these pies, you know what I mean? So let let's see, let's see if I pull up his net worth. Let me see. But the music, I mean, the people aren't really making music, to, and, and and the thing is, like, if you have a, a big social media following, you don't even need these record labels to push you out like you used to, you know, like. <laughs> like I said with Taylor Swift, she could literally send all her fans over to wherever you know this new new her new albums are and say, look, to, don't listen to the old versions. Make sure to go listen. Think about how many million people are going to follow her there. You know, so and I, how, I, I wonder how that'll work with a platform like a Spotify or you know Apple. they probably have both. They probably have both versions. Both selections, like yeah, they probably have both you, versions. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's something I do want to research a little bit more and see and. Find so, out about that stuff. So shit. So <laughs> he had two hundred million in two thousand nineteen. In two thousand twenty, he got an extra hundred million. So I don't know how long it'll take to finalize. So now he's at three hundred and fifty million. And then it says he makes an estimated $15 million per year in catalog song royalty streams. Bob Dylan's doing all right. Yeah, man. Like, but but man, I wonder how long it took him to get that. Like, because at, at the peak of an artist, like in his 20s and 30s, like that was it. But you got to think Bob Dylan... Bob Dylan wasn't the Beatles. He was a folk singer. So, I mean, you are, you know, so he wasn't probably selling as many records as. But, but that's, um, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. And then during the era that he was selling music or when he was in his prime, like nobody was like, I mean, it, it, you know, free concerts and all that shit. Like, like, I don't like, think like Simon and Garfunkel weren't going platinum, you know? What I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they're, they're showing up with their YouTube plaque. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. that, that didn't exist. But all right, Eric, you said uh, I won't interested in your, number, I, in your mechanical pencil. I just, Oh yeah. It's, it, it's a, it's a song by line angel eyes and it's the tiger release and tiger is spelled T I G A. I said, oh, I thought you talking about like the rapper tiger was on. No, angel no, eyes. No, <laughs> and you know, the spelling it sounds, giveaway giver. Yeah. It's, it's a break. It, it sounds like a break beat, and it has like a touch of yummy. And what, what was, that right it? was that? It? Sorry, sorry. I just because I had to remember the name. So that, I sent it to you guys. Check it out. You know, um, if Brent Angel listens Eyes, to this episode, he's all about it. Did somebody say yummy? Yeah. Tiger remix. Got it. So I'm sorry. What was it? Lime. Angel Lime is the original band. Yeah, Angel Eyes. Yeah. Angel Eyes. Okay, okay. And Tiger T I. G-A. Okay. Not to be not confused the, with T-Y. Yeah. I, I sent it to you. I sent it to I you. Saw it. I saw it. I saw it, yeah. All right. Cool. So that's my yeah. new hit. It has a it has an old school break kind of feel to it. You could you could hear a, a hint of yummy in there. Oh, we got to check it out. 
I was going to say, uh, Gary, you have any new music? No, sir. No. Okay, the DJ doesn't have any music. Okay, I, cool. was, I was busy. I was busy DJing all weekend. <laughs> it was a right. busy weekend for you, right? Yes, man. So I have quite a few. Um, the first one is Laura Mvula. She has an album called Pink Noise. So she's a British recording artist. She was a member of an acapella group. She did jazz and neo soul. But this album, the entire album, is all 80s synth and new wave sound. But And you hear it, and she has an amazing voice. Like, you think of, like, 80s Pointer Sisters and, and like, early Whit- or 80s Whitney. But it's a really good fucking album. The whole album's great. Um, and so her name is Laura Mbula. The album is called Pick Noise. Then there's another group called Jungle. So it's a it's a British electro uh, soul duo. So it's like it's like kind of like Chromio meets Old Fat Boy Slim. It's like jazzy and funky, but it, it's really great. They, so there's three songs that I love on their album. It's a new album that just came out too. What's one's called Talk About It. Um, the other songs featuring um, an artist named Boz. The song's called Romeo. And then another one's called Keep Moving. Eric, you'll love the videos because there's awesome break dancing in the videos. Always a Yeah. So this um, so this this guy, John, John Batiste, he has a song called Freedom. You'll recognize him if you watch the late show with Stephen Colbert, because he's one of, he's the, the musical director for the band. He has a song, that song Freedom. The video is fun as shit. And, and the guy's super soulful, reminds me of Raphael Sadiq a little bit. But it's the song's dope as shit. It's a fun video to watch, super colorful. It's he's from Louisiana, so it's like super New Orleans looking, like purple and yellow, and it's a fun video to watch. Um, there's a, a choir we'll be in a month. Yeah, there you go. Get you ready. There's a, <laughs> a, a choir of women that sing the chorus and they're like marching down the street with them. It's a fun video. Uh, and then lastly, um, Michelle and Barack Obama they produced a show, um, that is should be out on Netflix already. It's called We the People. It's 10 episodes. And uh, one of those tracks is from Janelle Monet. It's called Soulful. It's called uh, Stronger. Um, it's a really empowering song. There's your girl, uh, hers on it. Um, I couldn't let this episode go without throwing a Puerto Rican in there. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was in there. Uh, Adam Lambert has a song, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, but it's actually, it's an interesting take on, on the civic and uh, citizenship rights um, history and, and information that they give out. And then they were sh- they selected artists that could put out like empowering, you know, positive music. And hers is the first single released. Uh, it's a good song. Yeah, they, they, they spoke about her. They, I, they had an interview with her, not with Janelle Monae, with actually her, yeah. um, talking about uh, her experience with that and how, 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 you know, obviously like surprised and pleasant that she, uh, super excited that she was part of that whole, that, yeah. that whole process. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's my new music. All right, gentlemen. Another episode in the books. I'm glad we took the time to identify the definition of new wave. I'm still not sure if I know what new wave is. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lay in bed next next uh, to Nikki. What's wrong? I got a headache. I what's I, wrong? Don't know I, I don't I don't know what new wave is. I don't know what new wave is. But it did expi- inspire me. I think I might I might get a, a drop on new 80s mix though. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Where? On which SoundCloud? 
DJ J Funk at my DJ J Funk at my uh, but yeah, I it's it's gonna sound like we just did another 80s episode and we did a new wave. Episode. <laughs> we kind of did, but, yeah, <laughs> but now, 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 now that now that we uh we uncovered the truth about 80s new wave, what'd you say, Eric? No, don't sell what we did today short. Oh no, I I, I like that really we got good. it. It was it wasn't an 80s show, it was totally yeah. new wave, yeah. But I, I, it's I didn't expect. Because if it was eighties, convers- we'd have Billy Idol in it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and Madonna. And, uh, and Madonna. Is Madonna considered new wave? No, 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 she's the worst. <laughs> she did it first, bro. What do you she mean? Did. She did it first. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for her. So, so listen. So Madonna is con- not considered new wave, but Cindy Lauper is. But Madonna. It's a, but Madonna so actually. But Madonna actually came from a sound. She came from that New York club scene. Which was playing New Wave. That was just playing New Wave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's whoever oh, the fucking the fucking man always figures out a way to fuck us over. All these years, all these years we thought, oh, it's the it's funny. You know what? You know what's funny? That I think that Madonna is was on Sire Records. I think that was I, I, I think she was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man. All right, gentlemen. It's good music though. And so, it's that's and all like, I give a shit about. Yeah, and they were they were just smarter than us, and and there was something I, I name. remember the song, but they they compared one of her songs that she ripped off the Channing a freestyle song, um, and I think it's getting to the groove. And, and that's such a that's one of her side. that's her best song. And, that is a good was, song. Shannon had done it. Mine's borderline. Before. Borderline is wait. It. Shannon's died. Shannon's dead. No, no, Shannon had no. a song a year before. How could you say that? Oh. She's, a, she's about to oh, be right. the San Antonio Freestyle Yeah, Explosion, Freestyle Explosion. Baby. Yeah, so so they're saying oh. that you know it was a ripoff of her song. Right. It all came about with the whole I did it first thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were calling out all the times that Madonna right, right. Right. So la- last, last night I'm in my car and they're playing the commercial for the San Antonio Freestyle Explosion. Did, did, I, I, like, hold on, hold on. At the end of the commercial, you hear, if you want to see me, Stevie B, come check yeah. me out at the Alamo Dome. <laughs>